Yeah. Did y'all watch the the tweet I sent y'all about the uh, accident uh, in, De- in in Allen? Oh yeah, where the guy blew up. Yeah, yeah, that looked like it looked like it was straight out of Terminator Two uh, because that semi like literally flipped over the off the set off of Highway Seventy Five at the uh, Stacy intersection and caught on fire. Um, Shit. Yeah. That's not the only craziness that happens. That's the happened this week in, the, in our area down here. Uh, HEB opened its first store in North Texas, <gasps> North Texas officially. And yeah. holy shit. Well, I have to go. I no, saw, you don't. I saw Frisco Police sent out a, a like a game day. Yes. Like, you know how OU Police, Adam, sent out like a game yep. day map for Norman? Of like, <laughs> that's what they did for Frisco. It's like, if you plan on going to HEB... Like you have to enter this way and exit this way. Oh my all god! Kind of craziness. It's ridiculous. So uh, I was going to say. Oh, so I'll. Uh, Devin said he would text if he's available, and then I'll just add him to the conversation. So he's not here right now because I'm assuming just because practice ended. Um, but yeah. So if I if if we have to take a a, a slight break, that is why. Um, but we can go ahead and get started um, before then. Uh, not a lot of topics given what. Uh, I mean, we had the break, and then we had a weekend that was like a half weekend, and now we're in another international break. So it's kind of slow going. Um, But I know, ruin the fun. Uh, Did anybody? I saw. I I I caught the funeral just as they were lowering her casket into the into the thing, the whatever it is, the church. That was a day. I'm seeing Josh back to the airport and like. Oh, yeah. I understood it was happening, and then I saw something that was like some billions and billions of people kind of watched it, and it was like, good lord. Like, I mean, I guess it's cool, but... Yeah, I'm not sure how they counted those figures. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, do I count? Because I watched... I When I woke up in the morning, I, wa- I had some of it on, but I'm not going to lie, yeah. I kind of struggled to not still be asleep. Um, yeah. And then I didn't really watch it, and then I turned it on later to watch the ending when they were at Windsor. And then, but does that? I don't know. If, do I count? Like, am I am I, I counted know. in that esti- in that estimate? So I I imagine there were a lot, but it seems I high just, for some reason. It's like I just I did not care about it at all. Of course, I'm not the biggest royal. Right. I never watched any of the weddings or any of that shit. Like yeah. I just didn't really care. I mean, I'm glad other people got to you know mourn in a good way for them to mourn. I just was sitting there and I was like, I was, I was watching. I watched the end and they were they were all leaving, and. They were showing them as they were leaving, and they they focused on this blonde woman. And I was like, who's that? And then I looked at her husband. I was like, oh, that's Zara Phillips, because Mike Tyndall is right next to her, and he's a gigantic man-mountain. So <laughs> at least at least I was able to identify them based on the fact that her husband is a former rugby player. But, yeah, I I, I don't know. It was I, I tuned in just because it was kind of historical, but I definitely was not fully present. But that's okay, because she's not the queen of america although sometimes i was I, I definitely wish she was given the uh, leaders we've had lately that's uh, that's beyonce beyonce that's, beyonce, that's right i don't know late, have you, did you hear her latest song it's not great uh yeah i did listen to her i gave her most recent album a listen through and it I, it did not strike me the way no. the album that she released before that did but i, I i'm gonna sit with it again and, and see yeah. what comes out of it the what's it, the um I can't remember what it's called. The Break My Soul song is that that's you won't break my soul. It's it's a good song. I just yeah. I didn't know it was Beyonce because 
it doesn't sound like Beyonce. Like it sounds, it sounds, it's it sounds like a dance song, and it sounds like it's some random person singing, just like all the other dance songs. So. And not everything's for us, Adam. Well, I know, but I mean... no, no. <laughs> so, uh, so okay. If, if Beyonce's our queen, then we have to assume that the king is George Strait, right? Um, I mean, we have no king of the of, of the South. It's kind of like. Kind of like England. There's no, there's no king. Yeah, he could be a prince. We just have a queen, Prince George. The, 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 or he's just the king prince, of Texas. Prince George. Yeah, there you go. He's just the king of Texas. Hello, Devin. Hello, guys. Hey, there he is. Hey, it's the actual person who makes a living in soccer. Yes. Hey, hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh. We're kind of we're better than what's happening with Southwestern University men's uh, men's soccer team right now. Is that real though? Oh, I don't know. I told him that's that was that was that was harsh. I told Devin. I gave him. He's got a good. He's got a nice. Uh, how would I describe this? He's got a nice Italian team. They're, hey, they're very defensive. First of all, Adam, uh, I am actually. I have watched as many live streams as I possibly can, so okay. I can consider myself a fan. Of Southwestern University men's football <laughs> okay. and um, football or soccer, soccer, Same. soccer. I, I, I use Same. the other word interchangeably. Uh, your goalkeeper, the All American, is an incredible player. Uh, the rest of the team needs to step up. They, they're letting down their coach, their coaching staff. They're letting they're letting down my friend Devin here. He works hard. He uh, he, he he tries to instill you know a. a, a an attacking team ethos, and it's just not you know hitting quite yet. But it's going to turn around. Are you trying I, to I instill be- an attacking team ethos, Devin? We, I, I mean, yeah. The, okay. The idea, <laughs> the idea is to go forward. Right. No, I know, but I'm just like, yeah. The, the goal is to score. Well, I mean, we, we, I mean, we are, we are a heavy, we are, a, we are a solid. That's that's one of the things that got uh, brought to our attention when we played. Against Claremont Mudscripts, who, by the way, didn't lose a single game last season in the regular season. There you go. So they were like 16, 17, and 0. Um, The coaches came over and said, Your team, your individual defending and team defending is like no other team we've ever seen. See? And they made it it pretty decent into the national tournament. So it was good to see that. Now we just need to keep pushing that and go forward. I mean, we can score. We know we can. It's just pushing and getting the guys on board, really. See. So, I appreciate I, sh- I appreciate the support though. Watching the games, I did. did I do send out the links and everything. Um, Caleb, um, I don't have your number, but if you want <laughs> the links, if you want the links, I do send them to Adam every um, every time we do play. So just ask him for them. I watch. Uh, them I don't again. know with the timing if it works out. My family tends to be able to catch. Um, catch the games if like the first half and stuff so nice his family's on the east coast yeah like i want to watch Caleb. if only so i can argue with jordan about, <laughs> about your soccer well i will team. say i that will was say, genuine I mean, debate on this show about southwestern university <laughs> men's soccer i mean we played great. we played we played against st thomas the other day i mean our goalkeeper is all american and he'll be all american again he got defensive player of the week for 14 saves and he had a double save off of pk so <laughs> He's US. Yeah, he's good, Jordan. Bound. He's good. Yes, I know. He's yeah. He's 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 probably you the got, best player on your. Should look at him. 
Yeah. Hey, we got Nick Pope, sir. We got the number one England. Yeah, but he need, he needs okay. a backup. You lost to Bravka. Yeah, I know. See? I was I was I, I was disappointed, but it is what it is. Um, yeah. But see, this is this is your this is your replacement. You can go. You can what? You uh, can honestly, get I think that'd be kind of I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I, uh, Devin. I don't know about you like that, yourself. That think... random uh, Mexican under twenty three player you signed last season who never saw the light of day after that. <laughs> uh, I think we should personally, you know, go ahead and promote We Ate All the Pies as the official <laughs> podcast of That's the Southwest idea. University men's soccer uh, soccer team. We don't want to subject subject them to this. Uh, that would be that would that would be that would be quite interesting, Jordan. Yeah. You know, to say the least, if 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 that if that ever happened, um, I don't think I don't think we want to go that direction. Yeah. My my psyche is um, definitely too fragile to hear the opinions of I, college. I will men. say if. I will say, if you guys were closer, I would tell you guys you'll you'll get paid and you can do the commentary. But <laughs> oh my god, that would be great. Okay, we have to. I would. I would. Uh, I think. I think we all need to make a trip to Georgetown, Georgetown. Texas, one time. Uh, <laughs> Just and, do uh, commentary. Yeah. Three man booth. We need to do a three man booth. The the we and all the pies podcast. What's a two man? Uh, you need a two man <laughs> booth and then somebody on the sideline. That's what you need. Just someone on the on the field. It'll be it'll so be is, all day event. It'll be all day event. See, is Caleb our Michelle Tafoya? Is he our sideline person? <laughs> I don't do sidelines. That's, yeah, um, I could do sidelines. Yeah, or Adam needs. To I have I the dump button. I literally He's ready to dump the last thirty <laughs> seconds of audio at any moment. I literally have sideline reporting experience on the radio. So, well, I mean, let me ask you a question though. Do you have enough prescription pills? So you could actually sound like Michelle Tafoya. Um, probably not, because she's a woman. But I could give it my best shot. All right, we we are way <laughs> off topic. Um, if you haven't noticed, everybody, this is, yes, this is we ate all the pies. Devin is here. Jordan is here. Caleb is here. It's International Week, or at least the 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 first week of the international break. Uh, which comes right after the uh, Queen's death break in the calendar. So it's kind of – there's not a lot to talk about. But we do have a nice show ready for you, and uh, fortunately Devin is able to join us this week. Last week it was an army of two, and now we're, we, we got all four. So it's it's really nice here. Um, uh, so a couple of topics from this weekend. We'll get into some international talk. Um, we'll go over the results. And also I've noticed I haven't been uh, talking about the table in the Premier League, which, to my in my defense, I mean it's kind of a wash early on because it changes so much; it's ridiculous. But we will go over the Premier League table for you, and also some uh, upcoming lower league football you can watch this weekend. Plus, I've got I've got a small rant um, about Jordan. Jordan doesn't know about it. Um, it's not serious. It's kind of funny, but I do. I, I Jordan uh, kind of hit on one of my pet peeves, so I got to talk about that. You'll have a chance to defend yourself. Um. When that when that comes up a little bit later, but first, it was all smiles in North London after the surprise benching of Youngman's son against Leicester City on Saturday. Because in a clear message that he's still the same old son, uh, he came off the bench to score a marvelous hat trick and Spurs a six-two thrashing of the Foxes. This gives us the best chance possible to play this game, considering the week, gentlemen. Outside of the obvious choices. And they can be from your team, but I have a, I do have a rule uh, for Jordan. He can't pick all Newcastle players on this. Uh, what player is doing the absolute best for his team 
right now. So basically, other than Erling Holland, who would you who would you say? And also, what player would you definitely bench right now? Um, and we'll start. Well, let's let's start with with you, Jordan. Uh, you can you can you know give us some Newcastle talk, but I would like you to branch out a little bit here and pick another player that you think uh, has done well. But who's doing well, and who would you definitely just absolutely bench right now because he's just not performing up to up to snuff? Um, Nick, Nick Pope, uh, is honestly saving, is honestly saving Newcastle skin right now. Um, impressive presence in the box, an amazing goalkeeper should be new, uh, England's number one keeper going into the world cup. Screw you, Jordan Pickford. Um, but the person that I would bench and honestly, it's kind of weird that he was even selected for the, uh, September call-ups for the England uh, men's national team, Harry Maguire. Um, I just don't know what's happened. <laughs> I really don't. I think maybe was there a Freaky Friday uh, thing with Phil Jones where Phil Jones' brains now and Harry Maguire's body? Devin, answer this question for me <laughs> because his form has just been awful. Um, well, and somehow he still gets dele- he gets selected over players like. Uh, Dan Byrne, you know, uh, who's had a very decent start to the season uh, and I think deserves an England shout. So, yeah, Harry Maguire, my player to bench, uh, Nick Pope, uh, the player who's done the best for his team at all times this early in the season. Okay, the other – before we get on to, to the Harry Maguire thing, I do – I'm going to hold you to it. Is there another player that does not wear Newcastle stripes? that you would pick as a player who's doing the best for his team right now. Oh, uh, Gabriel Jesus. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's absolutely performing incredibly well. I mean, to Manchester United's credit, they have definitely benched Harry Maguire. Um, uh, but yes, I mean, for him to go into the England team, I mean, it's obvious that Gareth Southgate trusts him and, and, and likes having him there. But I mean, Devin, Mr. Manchester United fan, what what is your take on Harry Maguire at the moment and sort of where he is in his career? And, you know, would you bench him if you were Gareth Southgate? Yeah, so why Harry Maguire is still at United is a question in my mind, for It'll sure. Probably cost too um, much to sell him, but... Uh, yeah. Um, for me, Harry Maguire performs with the the England squad he performs I don't know if that's who his goalkeeper is I don't know if that's who he works with in the back line who his Mm. midfield is with um, compared to what we have at United Um, but obviously you you see it Maguire is officially benched and when he comes on it is late yeah, and the man still gets a yellow card even if it's late it doesn't make any sense like he it's it's like He's had too much pressure on him, and Southgate hasn't seen that yet. And I think what will happen is when we have these international breaks, Southgate will start to see it and start to realize as we get closer to the World Cup that Harry Maguire might not be the guy. Um, Harry Maguire might be a guy that starts the first half or finishes the second half, um, but not a guy that plays the full 90. Again, I don't know if they're looking at if, – if, if, if he feels more comfortable with who he works with on the England squad over 
who he works with at United. Not really an English back line. Um, not really an English goalkeeper. Our midfield, not as strong with the English. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's feeling out of place. Maybe that's the case. And he can't overcome that adversity like other guys have. Rio Ferdinand, Vid, uh, you know, having Vidic in there, back there with him, like, you, you got to realize that, you know, the, that language doesn't matter. You, could, you still need to perform. So I wonder if he's just having a hard time with dealing with the adversity of, of not really having an English back line and maybe not getting that, those words across and he's having to pick up the slack and he's making silly mistakes himself. I don't, I don't mm. know. It's hard. I'm not Harry Maguire, but the fact that United still has him, hopefully he's done after this year. Or hopefully we're able to get rid of him halfway through the year. Um, but I hope he performs for England. I hope he does a good job because England's got a good team this year. And to see to see players slump like that, it's it's it sucks. Um, but at the same time, like for how much he's worth, he's he's got to step it up. Yeah. So. And the the criticism of him from fans is. As at times yeah. been a, it's been over the top. I mean, it's it's obviously been too much, and I I hope that's not getting to him. Um, Devin, I'm, you since you actually uh, have a, a an actual professional job in the game, I'm not going to hold you to the same rule as Jordan. So, but uh, who do you? I mean, I can I can think of an answer off the top of my head, um, and if you don't say it, then I, I will later. But who right now do you think is performing fantastically in the Premier League? for his team right now that maybe isn't getting talked about as much as Holland or, um, or Sala or guys like that? Well, I, I think, I think it's two, I think there's two guys. You really two guys and I'll be selfish on one of them. Yeah. The other one um, is just me looking back. Um, I don't have a whole lot of time sometimes to, yeah. to catch the Premier League games, but looking back at it and um, watching highlights and, and, and names that I hear number one being selfish Marcus Rashford good answer um, needs to be praised. I'm sorry. All the haters out there need to be quiet because this man is on fire and will continue going. And it's exciting to see him because of all the backlash and everything that he's had. Well done for getting through all that. Harry Maguire, you need to learn. Um, it's a different <laughs> world. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to point out the obvious in the picture, but I mean, you, we got to realize that Marcus Rashford turned, Everything around it is on fire. He's doing really good for for the team. Um, another one, not being selfish um, and kind of hopping over um, to a different team. Uh, I'm going to go with um, Ivan Tony. Oh yeah, from Brentford. Uh, kind of pushing through and 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 creating the lead against Leeds for them um, a couple weeks back. Yeah. Um, which is good to see from Brentford. Good to see from a team like that um, that they have that caliber, and I think he's just going to continue to rise. I think he's he's done well for them. Um, he had a pe- penalty. I mean, you you have to crush those. Uh, he had a direct free kick, and I believe he had a goal on transition in the second half. Um, from my memory, I mean, he's he's going to be a good player for Brentford. And again, like I stated in the first episode for this season, you can't fall asleep on these lower clubs that are coming up from the championship or coming up from league one or even league two into these different leagues. You can't sleep on them because they will surprise you and they should be surprising. And that's what makes football soccer so great. That's what's making the premier league so strong. 
um, going forward. Now, if I'm going to talk about benches, yes, Harry Maguire for sure. Um, and I, and I, I will throw a little bit into it. Um, not starting Ronaldo and having him come on the second half is very effective. So having a half bench with Ronaldo uh. um, and having Harry Maguire full bench, I think that's helped the team team a lot. So Yeah. Um, what's strange about the, the two answers you gave as the good players right now, Devin, is Ivan Tony has been playing fantastically well, and he got an England call-up. Marcus Rashford has been playing fantastically well, and he didn't, which is strange yeah. to me that, that he was overlooked for this. And we could talk about this in a minute. I don't know if I, – I tend to think that the squads that you see named in this break are going to be the ones you see in the World Cup. Maybe not. But mm-hmm. it, it's, it's strange that he doesn't get that chance in these games just before going to Qatar. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's leading in goals. He's got three, he's three goals – uh, two assists. I think he's top of the the Manchester United uh, 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 team in that. So yeah, definitely yeah. Marcus Rashford has been. He just looks comfortable. He looks more comfortable. He looks like he is. He's in the same speed as the team. Um, you know he 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 looks like he looks like he's back to his old self. And that's fantastic to see um, from an England perspective and just from a humanity perspective because. From what I can tell, he's he's not a bad guy either. Uh, Caleb, give us your 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 answers here. Somebody who you think is doing fantastic for his team right now, and a player that you definitely say, get on the bench, son. Yeah. Um, so he's hurt at the moment, but Rodrigo was having an absolutely terrific season for oh, yeah. Um, you know, and he's one of the reasons why America's new favorite club is safely you know in mid table. Um, and if you look at you know, different metrics, non penalty expected goals and assists. Like he's right behind Holland and Gabriel Jesus. So um he was really having a fantastic year. I think he had four goals and one assist in five matches played. And then uh player you would definitely bench, I think you have to look at the worst team in the league, which is Leicester. Um and you know, Danny Ward has been struggling pretty mightily in goal. I mean obviously it's not all his uh, fault. Yeah. Um that is a team that has been that has bereft of talent, particularly in the back line. But you know, got a Danish international, Daniel Iverson, you know, behind him, you know, someone who was competing for, um, you know, that shirt. So, you know, Ward's at the bottom of the league and goals against save percentage, clean sheet, clean sheet percentage. Um, you've got someone else who, um, you know, played in the, started a lot in the championship last year, um, you know, is on an international squad. So, I mean, can it be that much worse? I say switch him out. Um, maybe that sparks something in in Leicester. Maybe that sparks something in Danny Ward. Um, but I would I would bench I would bench him and see what you can get out of uh, out of his backup. I will say it's it's hard as a goalkeeper when obviously in front of him he doesn't have that great of a defensive backline. So you know that to that. But I mean, yeah, he's he's just been terrible and. I mean, from from a Brendan Rodgers perspective, you just literally lost a Danish international. You've got another one on your bench. But what more of a hint do you need? <laughs> Put the Danish yeah, guy there's in. Some, there's some wonderful, there's some wonderful, uh, some wonderful symmetry there. Yeah, yeah. It's listen. There's it may be England, but at one point it was the land of the Danes. I do feel like that uh, that he could he could succeed there. Um, these are all great picks. Uh, I would say right now. Um, you know the the player who I think is is performing the absolute best uh, for his team. Um, I mean, Bakayo Saka has been doing absolutely excellent uh, uh, for Arsenal. 
Uh, he's got four assists on the season. That's second in in the league. Um, again, just uh, you know, just really important in that in that team. And and when you, I think it's going to help him that he's got somebody like Gabriel Jesus to play alongside because now you have somebody who can actually finish these balls that you put in. So um, that that should really be motivating um, for Saka. Uh, I mean, Harry Kane. Back to scoring his best. He's got six goals so far. Uh, obviously, Mitrovic has got six goals. But uh, kind of under the radar a bit, Wilfred Zaha. Uh, he's got four goals for Crystal Palace. And they haven't had the worst start to the year. And I know they probably haven't done gotten all the results that they've, they've wanted so far. But uh, he has been looking really, really sharp. And the first player that comes to mind for me when I think of it's time to bench him is... I'm sorry, but Jared Bowen. Uh, he has just been absolutely horrendous for West Ham. The guy can't pass. Uh, his movement just is... is I'm, I'm kind of questioning that. He just looks completely off the pace. How he got into this England team, I have no idea. I'm kind of wondering if this... If it was an accident and Southgate actually submitted the list from the summer <laughs> think it, and resubmitted it not, instead of actually making changes for this England team. And by the time... That, uh, that he realized he made his mistake, it was too late. Because I have no idea how you put Jared Bowen into this team ahead of Marcus Rashford. And I want Jared Bowen to succeed. I mean, maybe he'll he'll do well on this England trip and, and just kind of get a kick up the backside and realize that he's got to raise his game. But he just looks he just looks dreadful right now. And I, I also don't know why, with a player like Maxwell Cornet on the bench that Moyes keeps keeps starting him. I think he needs a reality check. I think he needs to understand that, you know, last season was great, but the hard work starts now. You've shown you've shown who you are. You've you've got to start to continue to put in that effort and and raise your game up to where it's not just a season you're doing that. You're doing that every single week. So Jared Bowen on the bench right now. And if I had to pick another one, one that wasn't hasn't been mentioned, I've been talking to my friend Trevor about him, uh Coutinho for Aston Villa. He just hasn't He's just not been consistent enough. He's, he doesn't look very, he doesn't look good, and he certainly doesn't look like the player that they got on loan for Barcelona last season, and not the player that uh, I think they thought they were getting when uh, when they got him from uh, on, on a permanent basis this summer. So Coutinho, Bowen, I'm sorry, but you're hitting the bench. Um, so that's that's kind of a good way to get us into to seeing where we are here. Uh, international breaks is a great chance for us to step back, take stock. Let's start this topic here by giving an assessment of where our teams are versus where we thought they would be. Uh, and I'll start with who I think is the happiest among the group so far, uh, which is Caleb. Caleb Fulham are on a tear right now. This is a fantastic start of the season. Yeah. And considering, um, considering the challenges that we've had in terms of injuries, in terms of kind of bringing in depth at the last moment as the transfer window closed. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's hard to imagine a better start. You know, when we talked early on the podcast, you know, obviously, you know, this Fulham was a team that I thought would struggle as it was currently comprised to just stay up. And obviously there's still a long road ahead, but um, I think Fulham has proved at the moment that it's more than just the sum of its parts, which you have to attribute to Marco Silva and, um, you know, the management. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest surprise for Fulham is how cemented Tim Ream is to the, you know, starting center back position. I mean, this is a guy who 
you know, Fulham fans are talking about, you know, maybe he's going to go to the MLS, you know, wrap up his career there. And he's been the best defender on a Fulham team that is, you know, top half of the table. Um, he's not going to give up his shirt anytime soon. And he started at left back um, against Forrest because yeah. Anthony Robinson's out, um, which is just, which if you told any Fulham fan before the start of the season <laughs> that Tim Ream would start at left back in a Premier League match, and we just be like, God, it's really gone off the rails. Asset. But, <laughs> it's got bad. Um, yeah, but no, it's and I'm you know I'm a little bit surprised that he hasn't gotten a look in um, at the U.S. Men's National Team squad, considering you know um, there's been some defender injuries, and, and you've got somebody who is anchoring a Premier League side as a defender. You know, um, I don't know, maybe maybe there's something else going on there. I know that he kind of pulled himself out of the Men's National Team last year, and, and maybe that. Maybe he doesn't want to play or something else going on. But anyway, he's been our biggest surprise. Um, and maybe he shouldn't have been because he was probably our second-best player in the championship last year. Um, and biggest disappointment for Fulham, I would just say, is uh, is just the injuries. You know, Harry Wilson yeah. hasn't played a single minute for us. Mayor Solomon came on off the bench and then for proceeded to get hurt in training. So the fact we haven't been able to see, you know, our attacking players on either side um, – has been disappointing, but you know they're going to come back at some point, and we should see a Fulham side that's that's more explosive. So looking forward to that. Willian making his uh, his debut his debut for uh, for Fulham, looking at the tender age yeah. of uh, thirty four. What's interesting about him, you know, I I didn't watch a lot of him when he was previously in the Premier League, and obviously he never had a lot of pace, and that has not gotten better. Um, but he still, he still looks like, I mean, he's, he is a, he is a talented player. Um, like he, he's able to do some things. Um, he's able to make some passes and make some runs that you go, okay, this guy still has a little bit of something in the tank and, and he came on a free transfer and obviously he's, he's a depth player at this point. So yeah, he, he's been okay. He's honestly, he's been better than Dan James has been, um, so, you know, for what it's worth. Um, so yeah, very good. Uh, like I said, very good, very good start to the season. And also, just one more final point about Fulham. One player that I, I guess I forgot to mention when I talked about doing the best for your team, um, João Polinha, the the new Portuguese signing for you guys. He just, he's a rock man. I mean, that guy is everywhere. Um, he's kind of racking up the yellow cards a little bit, but at least yes. that means he's getting involved. And he got a yellow card. He got a yellow card last match for jumping. For like he's. He's on. He's he's fantastic. We love him. He's yeah. had a long career in the Premier League. If he wants it. He was ranking up the yellow cards. He got one against Forrest because he jumped in the stands and and celebrated after he scored a screamer of a goal <laughs> with the fans. You're just like, dude, like you are dripping with yellow cards. Do not get unnecessary <laughs> ones. So he's he's got a little bit of fire in him and maybe a little bit reckless. But yeah, he's been a uh, he's been really a re- uh, revelation for us. We're really happy to have him. Um. Jordan, you kind of spoke about it earlier about Newcastle, and 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 obviously not not too displeased. And and I feel like this team is still kind of coming together. Is at least the feeling that I get. Is that kind of the the feeling that you get? Yeah, that's the feeling I have. I'm. I mean, I would have hoped for better results, but when just when bad luck hits you with. You know, injuries to John Joe Shelby, uh, with injuries to Alan St. Maxim and Callum Wilson, 
Um, our squad depth is not there yet. And that's what's being shown right now. So yes, we are going to have to, you know, improve on that in the next couple of seasons, um, as the financial, uh, you know, uh, limitations, you know, decrease on Newcastle. Um, but if you were to tell me that the, you know, the worst result we would have had, um, in my mind, is that. 2-1 loss to Liverpool. I mean, I would be ha- I-, I would be very happy with that so far this you know uh, this early in the season. And you know, I mentioned it earlier as well. Newcastle's uh, in in terms of development, Newcastle's to the point where they're going to have to learn to break down teams. And we are missing who uh, the the man who I believe is the key to doing that, Alan St. Maxim, right now. Uh, I believe due to uh, s- some hamstring issues, um, but that's—I can't be mad. I really can't, unless, unless like the uh, like you know the FA with the Premier League like just like you know change you know you know f- financial rules and you know institute like a soft cap where uh, you know wages are you know are are capped at percentage of revenue. Uh, I, I can't. I can't be mad. My team's gonna be on. My team's gonna be on the up. Um, we're gonna get better. Uh, Isak, I believe, is gonna be the striker of our future. Uh, he just has uh, a certain uh, intensity, uh, you know, because he he will definitely, you know, uh, challenge uh, 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 a defender who's trying to play the ball off the back, um, and. I, I just can't be too upset. I really can't. <laughs> so, do I wish it was better? Yes, but I know this is going to be a process. Yeah. Can I? I'll just say, based on so my previous to this, my in my entire knowledge of Alexander Isak was um, old FIFA games because he was always a prospect in those games, and I would, and I would tend to go get him if I could. He's a lot bigger than I thought he was, and not just like like I knew he was like lanky, but he he filled out. That guy's big. So I mean, if you'd have told me a few seasons ago he's coming to the Premier League, I'd have thought eh, he may not be strong enough. But man, he is. He's he's got some muscle, and that I think is going to go go a long way. I didn't notice. I saw him playing for Newcastle. I thought, wow, okay, he's he's done some work in Spain. That's pretty good. Um, I'll I'll we'll end on Devin. I don't want to go last in, in all of these, but. Um, I will say, I think of our group, I am the most unhappy at the moment. Um, West Ham have not been performing up to the level that I thought they would be. I mean, to be in the relegation zone after playing seven games um, and spending 180 million or so pounds in the transfer market is quite frankly unacceptable. And there has definitely been, I think, the first solid movement through fans of should David Moyes continue to lead this team? And it is, I, I got to be honest, I'm kind of on the fence. And I, I don't know if if I would be, if I had the choice, if I would be brave enough or strong enough in my feelings to pull the trigger right now and get rid of him. But when I look forward and I think, how is David Moyes going to lead this team? I just don't see any answers. Um 
I think he's way too reliant on players from the previous season. I think his squad rotation is off. I think he's playing the wrong players in the midweek in the conference league games, and he's not uh, putting his best foot forward in the league games. Everton should have been a win. They honestly were not that good. Um, I mean, I think the most that Frank Lampard has done there is teach Everton players how to fall down properly because um, they spend a lot of time on the ground. And But we just we gave them too much respect. We made too many mistakes. There were too much... The passing was off, and it's been off. It's been... It just we we haven't looked like a team this season, and this West Ham team really hasn't played well since December of last year. And the only explanation that I have of that drop in form is that's around the time, or a little bit afterwards, I think that the Ted Lasso finale came out, in which one of the main characters left and pulled a Judas and left and went to join West Ham United, and now West Ham are the villains in that show. That's the only thing that I could think of. It must be a Ted Lasso curse. That's 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 the closest I get. I have no idea why this team uh, is playing so bad, especially after a summer of rest. So I don't know I don't know when that next season of Ted Lasso is coming out. Hopefully that breaks the curse. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's not looking good. And so I, I think from a West Ham perspective, October is a big month. And it's kind of making me nervous. Um, I mean, if you look at who we've got, I mean, we host Wolves. Uh, we've got kind of a home and away against Anderlecht. We get Fulham, um, which is going to be tough. We go to Southampton, to Liverpool. We get Bournemouth at home. We go to Manchester United. Um, and then there's another there's another conference league game in there against Silkborg. And that's our October. A lot of games, a lot of important games. And... I just this team does not look up to it. I really hope they use this break to figure out whatever the hell's wrong. Otherwise, if we are in the relegation zone, come the break for the World Cup, I think you have to get Moises out, and you have to you you have to to bring in somebody fresh, somebody who knows how to play with this team, because he just doesn't get it. Um. So so yeah, it's it's it, it's alarm bells are ringing. I don't think it's it's panic button. You know get rid of him yet but I think the 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 siren is sounding and West Ham need to get serious about the team that they want to be especially after spending the kind of money that they spent uh over the summer so uh on the flip side of that Manchester United have been looking pretty good Devin yes we have and I told you at the beginning Mr. Ten Hag is a smart man he (laughs) will turn it around um I mean all it really took was taking Harry Maguire off and and not starting Ronaldo and moving moving stuff in the midfield. Um, it's been it's been very impressive to see to see the switch um, from starting the season um, two losses to getting four um, right away and good ones too. Two one Liverpool, one zero Southampton, one zero Leicester, three one Arsenal. Um, now, I think the challenge comes into play when you start playing those Europa games, but Real Sociedad is a good team. You can't yeah. another team you can't really sleep on. A lot of team a lot of fans, a lot of people will say that oh, United should have got that one. Yeah, they should have got that one absolutely, but Real Sociedad is a good team and has always been a good team in the last decade. Um, kind of getting things going. So, I mean, a win over FC Sheriff obvious one there. Um 
not the best performance from the guys um, from looking at the highlights and stuff from that one. I was unable to watch that one. Yeah, but they um, were, I mean, it, they were in almost, in almost Russia at a time yes. when it's not fun to be in almost Russia. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, but I mean, if you, if, if you just look at the change that, that has gone on, adding Anthony, a new, a new going into Arsenal, having Anthony, once he, once, once you put him on the field, I mean, he's going to perform and he did. Um, but having De Gea still there, yes, he makes little mistakes and he proves that he's he's questionable, but he makes up for it because um, he is a world class. I think he is a world class keeper, and I think he'll go down in history that way. Um, but switching up the back line and having Dallo, Malasia, Varane, and Martinez, and I know Adam, we've we've fought through text before, um, <laughs> and even in personal conversation about Dallo playing. Um, He's performed well. He's yeah. performed well. I think at the end, I think at the end of uh, last season, I was a little questionable. It was a little questionable with him, um, but he's performed well already. Um, the thing is, Martinez being like a five-eight center back, <laughs> you've got to play with a guy like Varane. Yeah, I think I think that's where I think that's where Harry Maguire comes in to play and and doesn't have the ability to work with someone like that because he's had bigger guys with him. Um, I don't think he's used to that. Um, and then hey, Scotty, Scotty getting on the field. That's great. McTominay. I think that's great. Him and Erickson working together, having Sancho on the field is a plus for us. Having Fernandez in the middle, having Erickson there calms the game down, calms the entire team. Um, and Rashford, Rashford's just on fire. Um, so, I mean, looking, looking to the future, absolutely United fifth right now. I don't see why we're not in the top three, um, pushing pushing towards the uh, international break going into the World Cup. I do not see why we can't be top three. If we're still top five, that's fine with me. That's that's proven that Eric Ten Hag has done his job. Um, it's proven that the guys are doing their job as well, um, and just to continue to push and and hopefully the biggest thing I think we're all praying for is any guys that are playing internationally for our teams. Please come out healthy. Um, Everybody we wants get that right done. now. Um, so that's 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 the biggest thing. I'm I'm excited. I'm happy. Four and two, um, one loss, one win in in Europa as well, um, with a bunch of games to play still. I mean, it's it's looking it's looking really good. Um, I mean, definitely ahead of Newcastle. So Jordan needs to be looking at uh, paying up that debt at the end of the season. Um, to, I, I might add one in there. Um, because I'll definitely see you at the towards the end of the season, Jordan. That's for sure. What was the? Uh, what was the? What so, was this? What was the bet? What was it? It was something. It was first something, of all, sir. First of all, sir. Oh, right. Okay. We are not. We are. We are not discussing my in real life bet with my coworker. Oh, that's right, Scott, who supports the English national team. Yeah, okay. We've been over that. So first of all, he's a traitor right away. Okay, can't trust him. Uh, and second of all. Something's gonna happen. I know it. Something. I have the faith. Something. Something's going to happen. That something could come the first weekend back after the international break when Manchester United plays Manchester City. Just gonna lay that one out there because that's gonna be a tough one. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think, I think, I think that will be a tough one. That will be a good test for Ten Hag and and seeing what he can do. Um, and really, um, you've got to shadow Holland. 
Um, you've got to put one guy and just shadow him and, and, and shut it down. I don't know who that guy is. Um, it's not Martinez. Going into it. I think it pro- pretty sure, pro- probably is. I'm pretty sure he probably is punt him into the stands. He's a, small, he's a smaller guy, and it's going to be annoying for Holland. Um, you jump over but if him. You start, it, but if you, shut, if you shut a guy like that down early in the first half and continue to do that, when you get into the second half, there's, there's no reason why um, Pep doesn't look to, to, to get a sub, you know, to take him off and put someone else on. I don't know. I think you keep him on. I, th- I think the longer you keep Holland on, the more you increase your chances of getting a goal late. That's just my my my. I, I think he's a he's just there, and eventually he'll he'll find his way there. He's he's been so lethal so far. I tell you what. We, one of the questions I have here is biggest surprises so far. I got to be honest. I am surprised at how quickly Holland has adapted to the Premier League, and I, you know. I don't know. You you can maybe talk about the, the opposition that he's faced so far. I mean, he's, but I mean, this, this is a tough league, and we've talked about it before about players coming from the Bundesliga, uh, in particular, coming to to England and finding it a lot harder than probably they thought it was going to be. But he is just he's taken to this team like a duck to water. I mean, it's it's incredible how how fast he has become a a force of nature in this league. I mean, he, it, so far it looks like he's just playing on a different, on a different planet. And that's saying something when you're talking about the premier league. So that's, that to me is like, I, I think that's a surprise. And I don't think I'm the only one who feels that way. Um, anybody else, any, I'm going to open this up to the, t- to the floor. Biggest surprise for you so far, perhaps biggest disappointment, um, um, in the league, um, as we reach this, this sort of, this international break. Biggest surprise, I, I have to agree with you, Adam, it's Erling Holland, just how quickly he's come to understand and then just dominate the league. I mean, are we are he's such a he's such a unicorn athletically because he's six five, but yet has such incredible incredible body control in the air. He he honestly looks like the second coming, uh, second coming of Ibrahimovic, because you know he's able to get those just ridiculously high, you know, long legs, you know, for those high, for those up, uh, you know, high karate kicks. And my biggest disappointment is Jack Grealish. <laughs> uh, talking about someone you know who hasn't adapted to City after you know a a, a year. I mean. I, you know, I have to, you know, Harry Maguire getting into the English national team. I have to question what Jack Grealish is doing in the selection as well. Cause, uh, well, he did score he for played... city against Wolves in the early morning game last weekend. Just want to point that again, out. very underwhelming though. Okay. You have to admit that Adam, very underwhelming and kind of unexpected. I mean, well, let's 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 look. So he in the matches that he has played this season. So he he played all ninety minutes against West Ham United and and got a, a rating of about seven point eight. Played against Bournemouth for about a half. Uh, he played for sixty minutes against Sevilla. Um, you know, and yeah, he hasn't necessarily. So the the first bit of action, i.e., goals or assists that he got, was against Wolves. Um, in, in that game in September. But you're also thinking about the team that he's in. 
and how many players that you do have there that you know do get the assists or do get the goals. I mean, De Bruyne's got, I think, six assists so far, so obviously they're funneling things through him. So I'm not saying that Jack Grealish has is, is necessarily played well or played out of his mind, but I don't think he has to at City in order to contribute. I think he can just be a, a player on that team and be a part of that squad and and you know f- shuffle the ball along, be there, be a, be an outlet. Um, and so I, I don't know if I entirely agree with the Grealish criticism. I think a lot of it comes from his price tag. Um, but I mean, for a team like City, they can spend that money and, and they're fine. You know, it's it's a little bit different situation for them. So I, I don't know if I entirely agree with the Grealish criticism, even though I, I don't necessarily think he's, he maybe is that great of a person. Um, but that's beside the point. I think he's been a fine player, and I don't think the the statistics so far necessarily support the narrative that he's been dogging it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Jack Grealish, I think he's just trying to. I think what we all have to take into consideration is all these guys who are only six games in and they're 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 working on it right they're they're working on yeah. being a part of the team and and being with new players and that's that's what makes the premier league so amazing is that there's so many players from all over from different backgrounds players coming in from you know south america players coming in yeah. from all over europe and there's different styles and there's different ways they're playing and coaches having to adapt and deal with adversity so um, I think Jack is just, you know, he's not, I think he was on a, I think he's been on a high from last season and he's, he's getting stomped, um, and needing to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, um, to just to get away from city for a second, I think, <laughs> I think you see another, another top team. I think you see the same thing with a couple players. Um, but like Van Dyke, uh, on Liverpool hasn't been mm-hmm. the same Van Dyke that we, we've seen. Um, and he's made silly mistakes. He's he, he he hasn't held the back line to the type of intensity and and caliber that Liverpool has been in the past. So I think what we're going to start to see is as these new players um, like Holland come in and uh, Anthony and you know you play against them and whether they're on your team or not, you you're going to start to see some some other players that were really strong. A season prior or six six weeks prior, they're going to start to fizzle out because they're they're kind of losing their place, um, and they 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 just can't. They might not be able to deal with um, the impact of the other players and stuff. Um, but uh, to to sidebar for a second, the the other brand new person that or new person that I would say um, is Nunez for Liverpool. That um, disappointment. Has, yeah, just disappointment yeah. Um, from the praise they had with him, um, bring him in and everything. I think, I think he 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 comes in with too much of an attitude, um, too much of um, I'm better than everybody, um, and we've we've seen that um, his performances are subpar, um, and you know getting cards and and doing stupid stuff for for no reason, and he doesn't need to. Um, so you start to see that, but I, I didn't. I didn't want to sidebar, but I did want to. I did want to kind of relate that to like Van Dyke, a player who's been around for a little while, um, and 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 top class defender. Um, to to he, he his levels dropping because of players he's playing against and players on his team. It's just it, it's, it, it's just that time. And Jack Jack's Jack's a young guy, but he's on a high. 
from last season, um, and it hasn't come down yet. So that, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I think the Van Dyke thing is is a good is a good point. I, he hasn't, but I mean, and, and that kind of goes along with the whole Liverpool team, which hasn't up until recently looked quite the same. I think as we all thought they were, and that's it's really interesting um, to me because I, th- I think everybody thought both City and Liverpool are going to shoot out of the gates. They're going to have you know these great results, and they're just going to steamroll, and it's going to be between them again for the title. And we're not we're not quite seeing that. I mean, it's it's still possible that we could see that, but I think at this point you'd need some other teams, particularly the North London teams, to fall off um, in order to uh, to get there. And Caleb, we were talking a little bit earlier. I think the biggest shock for us is that the North London teams are playing a lot better than we expected <laughs> they would because I did not think that, yeah. that Spurs would be this high, and you definitely didn't think Arsenal would be this high. I thought, yeah, I thought Spurs would be good. I thought Arsenal, I, I thought they were a year away from really being able to put it all together because yeah. it's about inconsistent they were last season. Um, but they put it together fast. And, um, yeah, Liverpool's performance, Chelsea's performance has been kind of surprising early. West Ham's performance has been surprising early. You know, it's been a very kind of topsy-turvy season so far, and these odd breaks and the World Cup are just going to make it odder. So, um, you know, it's, I, I think we should expect a, a very odd season um, the rest of the way through. And I would say as far as Jeff Grealish goes, um, I just like his hair, and he goes down too easily. So that's my criticism of him. <laughs> He does now. Okay, so to to that point, I will say this. Yes, he does. His hair is stupid, Adam. I will not. His hair. No, I'm not going to talk. I'm not. I'm I'm not. That's 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 not negotiable. That's not debatable. Uh, His hair. His hair is dumb. Um, Especially considering all. There's just a whole bunch of ways, different ways you could style it, Jack. Um, I would. I would say to to him. I mean, I think part of Jack Grealish's game is that. He does get into those positions, and he does go down easily. But if you look closely, he actually does – like, he's he's very we, – I think we've talked before. He's very good at getting fouled. Like, he can move the ball he, very I mean, quickly. He's, he and, was the most fouled yeah. player in the English Premier League this final season villain. I mean, that's part of his game. Yeah. Getting in forward positions, getting fouled, getting a seat. Yeah, that's part of his game. But I, I sometimes think there are moments where he's kind of, he's bracing for the contact. He's expecting the contact. And it's almost like that's the only thing he's looking for. And I think there are moments when he's playing for city where it's like, if he could just be a little bit more decisive and a little bit more focused on, on creating something for his teammates or even scoring, I think he would be more productive. Um, And I think one of the reasons why he's, he's on the English national team is because he comes off the bench and gives you free kicks in very good positions and is kind of a dynamic person off of the bench. So I just I think honestly he's a better player for English national team, which lacks some of that, than for City, which doesn't really need that. They're, they've got the ball in good positions. They just need someone who's going to, you know, create good scoring opportunities for people like Holland. And I think that's maybe why he's not as impressive for City right now. Um. Yeah. So, but but definitely. Uh... I I think uh, we've got. I I would like to, if I could go back, I would amend my Tottenham prediction. I think I had them finishing outside the top four. Just and I guess technically it could still happen, but Conte does have them looking uh, looking pretty good. Um, 
we'll talk. Let's go over real quick what happened last weekend, then we can get into some uh, some pre World Cup talk for just a little bit. We are we're running a bit over than uh, on time more than I thought we would here. Um, but uh, Aston Villa. So this is last Friday. Aston Villa beat Southampton by a goal to nil. Jacob Ramsey's close range goal ensures CVG lives to fight another week. Uh, Forest two, Fulham three, Cottagers firmly in the fight for fourth place at the moment. Thanks to a second half surge, three goals in six minutes. Caleb, it was a glorious six minutes. Uh, Saturday, we had Wolves losing to Manchester City, uh, three goals to nil. Holland getting another one there. Grealish also scoring, and Phil Foden. Newcastle won, Bournemouth won. Alexander Isak's penalty saves the tune from what would have been a very cruel defeat at home because they were very, very dominant throughout that entire afternoon, Jordan, and just for some reason couldn't get the lid off. Um, and then Tottenham 6, Leicester 2. A, I, I think... I mean, I'm perhaps that's the biggest surprise is that Brendan Rodgers still has a job. Um, six straight defeats from Leicester City now. No news out of their camp on who um, who is coming in, uh, or, or, or out of uh, no news on on whether or not he's he's going to have a job anymore um, or not, or who they might bring in. So, um, but yeah, Leicester City it's it's not looking pretty at all. That's the only thing saving West Ham from complete and total embarrassment right now is that Leicester are just so poor. Sorry, guys, but it's true. On Sunday, Brentford lost 3-0 to Arsenal at home. It's surprising how one-sided that was. And then Everton, uh, of course, beating West Ham 1-0 in a terrible, terrible game at Goodison Park. Um, I promised it. I'm going to say it now. Premier League table looks like this. If I can get it to come up here. Here we go. Oh, come on. There we go. So, Arsenal sit top. Uh, 18 points for them, just behind the Manchester City and Tottenham in second and third with 17 points. Brighton in fourth, but uh, they've got a uh, a new manager as Graham Potter has departed for Chelsea. Roberto Deserbi. De, De, De I'm going to butcher that name. I have, to, I have to hear it pronounced a couple of times. Uh, came over from Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, I think we can imagine why he might want to do that at the moment. Um, no offense to Shakhtar, it's a wonderful club. Um, so he is going to be uh, taking charge of Brighton's first game back, which I believe is against Liverpool on uh, Saturday, October the 1st. Uh, so they find themselves in that final Champions League spot at the moment. Manchester United just outside of that with 12 points in fifth. Fulham are in sixth with 11 points. Chelsea... Liverpool, Brentford, Newcastle round out the top 10. Leeds are just outside the top 10 in 11th. Uh, and they also have a game in hand on the teams around them. Bournemouth, a bit surprising, up into uh, 12th place. Everton and Southampton um, as we make our way down to 15th where we find Aston Villa. Crystal Palace and Wolves just outside the relegation zone. And in the relegation zone at the moment, West Ham United. Ugh. Nottingham Forest, uh, both on four points, and then rooted to the bottom is Leicester City with just that solitary point they got for that draw against uh, Brentford on the opening day. So that is your Premier League table. That is where we stand after, uh, I guess, seven rounds, because we it's been eight weeks, but one of the weeks we had to take off because of uh, the Queen died. So, yeah, so seven rounds uh, of fixtures, and not everybody has played seven games, so... Um, now, we are, as of today, and this is a Wednesday, uh, 60 days, so I'll say 60-ish days, two months basically away from the biggest football spectacle ever, the World Cup. 
the international break, all eyes are looking toward Qatar, although the UEFA Nations League is taking place. Um, unfortunately, you can't really watch it unless you fork over more money because Fox has taken over the broadcasting here in the United States, and they're being greedy. So while we have the opportunity, let us cast our eyes eastward for two reasons. Number one, that's where Qatar is. Number two, the U.S. men's national team is playing Japan very early morning in the morning on Friday. Uh, that's going to be in Dusseldorf. Um, U.S. team. What do we, I, we we'll have some time to talk about this ahead of the World Cup, but what are I mean, what are we feeling? I I, I really I, it's hard for me to gauge a national mood. It's been so long since we've been in the World Cup. How are we feeling about this U.S. team? Should we be excited? Should we be scared as hell? Should we should we have higher expectations, lower expectations? How how do we feel about this U.S. men's national team as we start to head toward? Uh, the all-important World Cup. I'm just going to leave this open for whoever wants to pick it up. I'm pretty excited about it for for one major reason, and that's I feel like there are a lot of really good players on this team. And and at the same point, there's a lot of players who are fairly... I mean, we, we haven't seen most of these players compete in a World Cup, so that's there's true. a lot of opportunities for you know these players who many of them are playing in one of the top five leagues to show up. I mean, you're seeing Americans start for Premier League clubs. You're seeing Americans start for um, La Liga clubs, for Bundesliga clubs. And they're getting some really important experience against some of the best players in the world. Um, and you can see how deep um, the United States is at some of these positions because um, there's debates over who should even go to the World Cup. So I'm really excited to see some of these players perform. Obviously, uh, I think I was looking at um, Brazil's, we were looking at Brazil's World Cup roster the other day, and it's just like, oh shit, like, <laughs> yeah, we, we have to play those teams, uh, hopefully, at some point. And so, um, there is definitely a, a com- coming down to earth when you look at the talent that is just oozing out of some of these other World Cup teams. But, um, yeah, I'm excited, because I think it's an opportunity to see players who are performing against some of the best, and there are a lot of um, folks who are going to have their first op- opportunity to play for uh, the U.S. in a World Cup. And so hopefully we're going to see a new generation of, of heroes, um, you know, play for play for America. You know, we it, it's it really feels like this is a completely new generation. I mean, really, the only kind of holdover, I guess, is is kind of, you know, Pulisic um, has been a mainstay at at the international level for several years now. But everybody else, it seems like there's a lot of uh, potential. And I don't even think he's played in a World Cup because I think it was after the the 2018 debacle, uh, which, God, feels like so much longer ago than just four years. But um, I don't think he was involved in any of that. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I I might be thinking too far... I, I, I might be missing him in some of the earlier uh, appearances that he had for the U.S. team. But, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, most of these, if not all of these players, this will be their first World Cup, which is it's, it's exciting. It's also kind of scary. But it's, all, but it's, it's, but it's exciting um, to think about them, them finally having this opportunity. And there are a lot of really good names um, in this team. Uh, I, I will the only thing that is upsetting to me from a U.S. perspective is usually these World Cups are in the summer, which is in the middle of the U.S. domestic season. And you might think, oh, well, that's 
not fun because that's disruptive to your league, but actually it provides a really nice boost for domestic league audiences, whether that's on TV or people going. You know, they see... I mean, the first time that I ever went to a, a Dallas game, uh, it would have been the Dallas Burn back then, was when I saw an MLS promo during the 2002 World Cup, and I thought, oh, Dallas has a team, let's go. And we did, and it was it was a lot of fun, and I've, I've you know, been in love with the team ever since. But, um, you know, it's we're missing that, because by the time the World Cup is underway, the US the, the MLS season will be over and the USL season will be over and so you won't get that bump in audience. So that's the only disappointing part about this is that we don't get that summer boost because we have a summer tournament. Um which is usually nice. Um some late news uh Cameron Carter Vickers going back to the amount of uh depth that we have in this team Caleb Cameron Carter Vickers and Chris Richards had to pull out due to injuries so Eric Palmer Brown and Mark McKenzie were called in. Um, to the U.S. squad. I believe Mark McKenzie plays for Genk in um, uh, in Belgium. So, so yeah. But uh, but yeah, like I mean, a lot of strength there. A lot of lot of, lot of choices for Burhalter to make. Um, uh, Jordan, how 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 optimistic are you for this U.S. team? I would say I'm optimistic. Just because the quality of the group we're going to be, you know, in in the world, you know, in the World Cup uh, with England, obviously odds on favor to, you know, uh, win the group, uh, and then you know we'll have tough games against Wales and Iran. Uh, but I do believe we have probably the most talent in the U.S. men's national team set up in a long time. Um, and I'm just happy that Jossie Zardes is finally <laughs> on the outside looking in because, God, that guy has had so many opportunities handed to him and he's never done anything with it. And it's just someone else's turn. I mean, so, he has uh, managed to get himself into positions to score goals with, you know, from parts of his body that no one has ever scored goals with before. I mean, he just sort of sits there and they hit off of him. So I guess he's got that. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he's not in this in this lineup. And I imagine, and this might be this might be well. Go, go ahead, Jordan. I'll, I, I, I have a I have a coaching specific question for you, Devin. Um, and 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 honestly, uh, you know what I am excited for is the fact that we actually might have an FC Dallas player. Yeah. Uh, Leading, uh, leading the American men up top, uh, which I, I, I think his, you know, his season has kind of gone unnoticed, uh, you know, among American uh, American soccer fans overall, because uh, he's probably going to break the FC Dallas single season scoring record because he's already tied it with eighteen, and he still has, you know, a couple opportunities left to go over, the, you know, go over the top. I think he will. Um. So, yeah, no, there's that. And if you didn't see the goal that he tied it with, go back and look at the highlights from last weekend. It was against LAFC, and it was this just ridiculous free kick goal. Uh, that was wonderful. Yeah, Jesus Ferreira, absolutely fantastic. Um, and also our our. Our prodigal son, 
Ricardo Pepe is in the squad, so hopefully he gets to uh, just get get some pep back in his step. That I promise that wasn't that was not a, that was not intended. I literally just said that. I don't I don't mean that. I, I genuinely I hope he gets some form back. Um, Devin, as a coach, you might have more insight than this than any of us because because um, we're not. So this is kind of a weird setup because usually in a build up to a World Cup, you have the end of the domestic season, then your national team gets called in. They have a squad of like 30 or 26 or whatever. You know, they, they have a bunch of them in there and then they whittle them down to like 23. Although I do think the squads for this World Cup now are like 26 or 25 or something like that. So they're expanding it. But anyways, basically you have a, a set schedule where you play warm-up friendlies and you can kind of whittle the squad down. But this season we don't really have that. I mean, the the United States' would-be warm-up friendlies are happening – you know, like two months out from when the tournament actually happens. Uh, and they have to go back to their domestic teams and play some more and then come back to the team and then, you know, Burhalter will name his final team. Um, you know, kind of a similar situation for the European teams who are going through the, uh, the UEFA Nations League and, and naming their squads. England have named their squad. I mean, do you think as a coach that the squads that we see right now from these national teams are going to be the ones that barring injury are going to be the ones that they take to the world cup. And would there be any benefit to making any last minute changes from, from what you named um, for, for the friendlies over the next few weeks? I mean, what, what do you think would be the, the thought there from a coaching selection position? Yeah, I think, I think it makes it tough that um, we're playing in, playing in the winter instead of the summer and not having that gap in between to be able to um, work through the kinks and have those friendlies. Um, I think what we're going to see is we're going to see teams um, coming out with a lineup. Like, and we talked about England earlier with Southgate. Um, I think what he's, I, I think the, the hardest thing is, um, is trying to figure at the end of the day is trying to figure out who, who your team is, right? Who's, who's going to bring the world cup home. Um, at the end of the day, you know your your country is relying on you to do the job and and to bring it back. Um, it's it's very similar at the NCAA where your schools rely on you to bring back that national tournament, the conference tournament, national tournament, um, conference championships, um, and everything. So um, I think what we're going to see is we're going to see teams trying it out. Um, I think teams are going to throw certain guys in. Um, you had mentioned. Uh, Bowen being in uh, yeah. the lineup for Southgate, right? Is that right? Yes, yeah. He's he has yeah. been named in the, into the in the England so, team, so and, and and not having Rashford, right? Right. Um. So, so what these coaches are going to do is they're going to play these games and they're going to call up different guys right now, but they're going to still have their select few that they know they're going to stick with. Um. And they have some on the back burner that they know will perform. Um. They've seen them perform. Um. And, and, and kind of go with them later. I think what you do as a coach is you do wait it out and you make a last uh, minute decision and pull in a new team and get it all together. Um, sorry for those that didn't make it, but that's if you if you didn't put it all in two months prior, how are you going to do it in two months um, yeah. when we're when we're going to the World Cup? Um, I think the hardest thing for the, all those coaches right now um, is gathering their team. Um, and covering the ground 
um, for all the players that are playing domestic and internationally. Um, 65% of the U.S. team that's going to potentially play in the, the game against Japan um, is playing overseas. Mm. Um, it's like 23 out of 35 guys that are currently um, being called for the, the Japan game that um, are you know are playing internationally. So Berlard, he has to, he has to go he has to go overseas to watch them. Uh, I mean, he can pull the games up and watch, but it's, it's different. It's not the same. Yeah. Um, so I think I think what you're going to see is you're going to see lineups changing. Um, I think what you're going to see is a lot more of those. You're going to see a lot more of those international head coaches and assistant coaches um, being in the stands, um, support staff, and all that, um, and kind of kind of figuring things out. Um, I think they're going to. The, the TV uh, crews are going to pick up all that. Um, oh, look, Southgate's in the, the audience. I wonder who he's watching. He's probably watching mm-hmm. so-and-so. He's, he's probably watching someone. He's probably watching who they're naming, but he's probably watching two or three others. Um, it's very similar to what we do. Um, you know, when, when, when a college coach knows a team and watches them and, and they know already who they're talking to and everything, they'll watch the extra ones just to make sure they're not missing anything. That's what they're going to be doing. But their job is going to be very, very hard going into this um, because they don't have that break in between um, to be able to um, go through and, and drop players. Um, so I think it'd be really interesting. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see see different lineups going into it. I think you're gonna see a lot of the uh, the core group, uh, the skeleton, um, stay the same, uh, and then from there you're gonna. Um, start to pull um, different guys. Uh, again, I don't see why Bowen stays um, and why Rashford doesn't get called up um, in the future. But I think I think also the other thing is who's peaking now and who's going to peak mm. right on time for the World Cup and be able to perform. Um, it's a long season, so um, just got to make sure you last. That's interesting. So sort of continuing to treat these games as if they are sort of warm-up games to see maybe, you know, are these guys who I'm considering, are they, you know, up to snuff? Mm-hmm. Can they perform in this team? And then perhaps if you're a player like Rashford, you maybe don't need to worry so much that you're not in this team right now, that you could still be called upon later. Yeah, yeah. and and who knows who knows what the conversations are, right? These, yeah. these coaches are talking to all their – ex-players who were called up for the last world cup who were called up for the last euros i mean they're they're in they're in communication with them they're they're talking to them it's just a matter of you know at this time you know for instance southgate we talk about rashford most of this time i mean he, he is performing right um southgate knows knows where rashford's playing yeah he doesn't have to go far it's in it's it's in his backyard it's it's the other guys where playing these games. It's it's going to be helpful to watch some other guys and see what he can do with them. See if they're learning. See if they're coachable. See see what he can do, and then and then go from there. He knows what he can get out of Rashford. He he found it in the Euros. He found it in the World Cup. He knows what he can get out of you know Berhard. He knows what he can get out of Pulisic, right? I yeah. mean, he he knows what he can get out of McKinney. You know, Weston McKinney, like these the, these guys that have been in the program for, you know, and been part of the national teams and it goes it goes all over. The coaches know who who they want. This is a trial run to see 
if it's going to work. And the UEFA nations, I mean, I don't know if any any international really uh, manager is really paying attention. <laughs> Does anybody to that care, anymore. really? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's great. But, yeah. I mean, should, should we have that leading up to – should we have a uh, competition of that sort and that caliber leading up to the World Cup? Probably not. Why don't we just play a bunch of friendlies? Why don't why why doesn't yeah. like you know it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be a competition when you add a tournament setting and a competition into it. Some players take it too hard, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. you're going to see that with Portugal. Bruno's going to end up hurting himself. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but that's the, that's the thing. You're going to start to see it because teams are going to get further along and they're going to be like, well, we can win a tournament before going to the World Cup. That will help us. It doesn't help you. It's already set. Everything's set. Like. Right now, the uh, the federation just made a mistake by putting putting something like that in play. Yeah, uh, I think it's great in a in in a non um, World Cup year. Absolutely, that's yeah. fine. Add add another add another tournament. There's not enough. There's more excitement with it. But leading up to the World Cup, I think it adds some some stresses, and I think it adds to injuries as well. Yeah. And I don't mean to ramble on. Um, that's okay. But yeah. That's my opinion. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, United States. Uh, so both the United States and England play on Friday. Only one of them plays a World Cup qualifier. So I think it's interesting to say that. United States plays Japan at 7.26 a.m. Set your alarms. Uh, that's central time. So I guess 8.26 uh, a.m. for you, Caleb. Um, and then England plays Italy. That's at 2.45 Eastern time um, on Friday. Then uh, England plays Germany. On Monday, also at 2.45 p.m., that's going to be on Fox Sports 1. And the United States plays Saudi Arabia. I assume that's on TV somewhere. I know Japan is on ESPN2, so um, you can watch that one uh, on Friday. Um, so we're, I know we're running a little bit low on time, uh, and so I will forego the welcome to this week because um, I think it's kind of an evergreen. It's one that I want to talk about a lot, so we'll, we'll come back to that next weekend. For... This Saturday, though, if you are missing the Premier League or English football that much and international football doesn't do it for you, there are some games available on Saturday uh, in League One. Forest Green takes on, who are in 22nd place, uh, I, I love that name, Forest Green Rovers, uh, who play, I believe, on a in a stadium called the New Lawn, um, which I think is just appropriate. Forest Green against Exeter at home, uh, that's at 7.30 a.m., on ESPN Plus, also on ESPN Plus later that day, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Peterborough United, uh, our our former uh, championship friends, Peterborough United, taking on Port Vale. Uh, again, that's at 10 a.m. Eastern on Saturday. On Sunday morning at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Plymouth Argyle against Ipswich Town, uh, third versus first, also in League One. That's also on ESPN Plus. Um, all right, guys, I, I got I to gotta end this with just a little – It's it is a tiny – it's a friendly rant, Jordan, um, because you kind of hit on on a little uh, a pet peeve of mine, um, which is uh, which I'll explain it here in a minute. So to to set this up, so next weekend, it's not not this weekend, but the next weekend, the first uh, Saturday in uh, October, we are going to go see the All American Rejects in uh, basically their backyard. They're playing in Tulsa. They're from Stillwater, Oklahoma. We're going to go watch them. Um, and uh, it's going to be a fun trip. It's going to be me, wife Christina, Jordan, his wife Sarah Beth. We're all very, very excited. And, of course, there's, there's a little bit of planning that goes into this. And um, I'll admit I haven't been exactly on top of it, but we do now have a place to stay. We've got all that figured out. And 
very, very excited. But in order to do this, I, of course, had to reach out to the group um, and to make sure that we're all on the same page. So um, so just very, very quickly, here's here's the text that I sent to the group explaining what I thought might be the best plan, but open to feedback. Um, uh, so so this, this is what I said. I said, here's what I'm thinking. It makes sense for you guys, as in Jordan and Sarah Beth, to meet up with us in Tulsa. OKC is out of the way when you compare the route from Sherman North. So we so we'll all get to Tulsa. We'll meet there. We'll go for a lunch or an early dinner or something like that, one of those two. Hang out for a bit. Then head to the casino venue, which is in the south. I found this Airbnb. It's about 20 minutes from the casino. Pretty reasonable. Nice place for bedding down for a night. What do we think? And the only response that I got was from Jordan, and it just said, Yes. That's it. Yes. That's all. No more details. No more feedback. No more lunch is better than dinner. No, no, nothing like that. Just yes. That's the only thing that I've gotten back. I hate short text messages. Give me details. I want to know where your head's at, Jordan. Adam. <laughs> now, you wanna, now, now, now you've opened up a can of worms. Okay, so first of all. <laughs> what do you mean a can of yes. worms? My, my my yes and my succinctness in my text message uh-huh. and the response to uh what you what you, the, the 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 paragraph the uh yeah the the shell the shellian length epic poem you tried to write there um, it's not too long it's ex- was, i'm ex- describing exactly what we're doing we don't have to pay, we don't yes, you, well, you don't have to pay my, by the character my, anymore in text jordan my it's, yes, it's, it's, my it's yes, unlimited my yes was that all sounds good. Okay. Whatever, whatever works for you is fine. That's what the yes meant, Adam. I don't understand why you have to you, <laughs> what, do I have to explain that further? Yes. I want to know like I mean do, 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 what, what time do you think you guys might might try to make it up? Is you know I mean, is there a it, you know is, are, you a, are you a big fan of the Airbnb? Should I look for more? By the way, I already ordered I already booked it, so that's. That's not no, that, no, that that's was fine. Like, that looked but, like a great Airbnb. Okay. I just did. I just just I like mean, okay. Well, I, I guess I'm doing I, I this mean, all on my I own. Mean, <laughs> Adam, like I said, it's minor. It's a very minor thing. We, I just we, found. We, I just we thought are, that was we funny. are not. We are not planning your bachelorette party to Nashville. Okay? No, I you know it's not, not that. But I it down to the minute. That's correct. You picked it. I trust. Hey, think of it this way: I have faith in you so much. That's a big mistake. That I trust your judgment, no matter what. So therefore, nothing you could have said would have dis, you know dissuaded me. Think of it that way. See, Philly's in agreement. She says she says to trust Adam. Jordan's gonna she show has, up in a she says Adam, a bottle of vodka. That's right. Yeah, he is. Be yeah. ready to go. So that's all. Just First of all, sir, the I'm not. He needs to go. I am not wearing a romper to All-American Rejects unless it's like a, a nightmare before Halloween specific romper because that is the wrong crowd to wear a romper around. It's going to be jeans with some vans and probably a black hoodie if the if the, uh, the casino is cold. Will you give her like a steak or something? Like, I don't know. what What's that dinosaur yelling at? Like. Jesus. She wants attention. Okay. She is a she is an attention this uh, attention deprived child. That's not where I thought you were. That's not not what I thought you were about to say. No, no one's breaking into my house. She probably wants to go outside so she can sniff. I'd do a perimeter check at this point. (laughs) 
Uh, Adam and Jordan, I just want to say um, I have the best time. That is such a great band. I got to see oh, yeah? them. I got to see them at Warp Tour. Um, oh, nice. They came on stage. They were the last performance. They came out. Um, after spending a day of hopping stages for them and drinking a ton, they came out with super soakers back in the day that you get at Toys R Us um, <laughs> and just threw water at the crowd, just crowd surfed. It, it was it was a blast. I love seeing them uh, enjoy it. If it's inside, they're probably not doing that, but still enjoy it. It's it's great. Jordan, just tell me this. What about what time do you think you guys are, are going to head north? Do you know? Uh, honestly, man, I want to, so we rent, we, you booked the Airbnb all day, correct? Well, no, uh, so we, we would check in at three on Saturday. Check in, okay, yeah. then we would want to get there at check-in time, so we would probably get there okay. between three and four o'clock in the afternoon. That's probably going to be about, okay, okay, that's fine. See, that's, see, all you had to do was add that detail. That's it. And then that would have been fine. That's just that's, that's all I'm saying. Just a little, just a little more. I, I like I like affirmation because I'm not a planner, so when I make plans, it's good to know that people agree and why they agree to an extent. Anyways. Well, technically, I did agree with you. I, I know, said not, yes. I didn't know why. Answer. Sort of like that was a blanket agreement. Sort of like should we go here or go here? Yes. All right. Great. Brilliant. Thank you. I'll just decide. Anyways. Um. So yeah, that's that's our uh, that's well. So we'll be together for when the Premier League comes back. So we'll have to we'll have to make sure that the did you, did you even so did did you did you look at the Airbnb like look through it? Yes, I did. Okay. Did you really? How many TVs does, does the house have? Why are you pulling up again? I don't remember. <laughs> don't even know. It doesn't have any. It doesn't have any. It's fine. That's there's we just right, we're just staying for one night. So it was it was that. Yeah, just check. Yeah, we and honestly, uh, honestly, uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday morning, I assume we go find a soccer bar in Tulsa because it's Tulsa. Um, yeah, it might be a good idea. Could do that. That's 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 that's, that's a good idea. We could watch the Manchester Derby somewhere up there. I'm a fan. Let's do it. All right. Uh, thanks, Devin, for joining us this week. Thank you, Caleb, of course. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Sorry, it's International Week. We got to take another break. But uh, we'll be back next week looking forward to the return of the Premier League and, of course, looking forward to uh, Jordan and I's trip to Tulsa together, which I'm sure will bring lots of laughs. Jordan, will you please do us the honors? Let's go eat some pies, guys. Let's go eat some pies, everybody. Sorry we ran long. Have a good one.